evening and welcome to the Marriage Reform Prayer Call. My name is Kim Moore and I'm excited that you are here with me tonight. Got some exciting things to talk about. Want to continue the conversation we had. Oh, what a joy it is just to to hear you guys chime in and adding the states. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can feel the momentum rising as we are obedient to the things that God has said for us to do. I heard one minister say, you know, how fast does the blessing come? It comes to the speed of your obedience. And so we are trying to be quick to hear and obey what God is saying to us in this hour. Well, if this is your first time on the call, uh, man, I just just sit back, enjoy yourself. What we'll do is uh, I will give a couple of announcements. We'll pray then we will jump into a teaching, then we will pray, and then everybody will be full and satisfied and have enough to chew on, spit out, digest, whatever you want. Uh, You will be full when you leave here tonight. And so we bless you and thank you for that. Um, Let's see, a couple of announcements. Jumping for joy, I heard more states coming on. We are committed to coming to your state, every single state and U.S. territory. The end of last year, uh, the Lord spoke to Amy and I to go to each state. And uh, obviously COVID uh, has uh, delayed, not, not stopped, but delayed our plans. However, uh, one of the things that came out of this is, uh, and I don't know which one of you suggested it. I know I was talking to Pam about it, and uh, we talked about going to Zoom and being in each state. The next few states, we were looking at Maryland, Washington, and D.C., and we were going to go there by Zoom, having someone on the ground, and then as many of us can on the call, and we're going to pray for those states as the people in those states have jurisdictional authority to receive our word and to declare it and that we can continue to seed the ground in this nation with kingdom marriage. And Pam has uh, volunteered so graciously to put her skill set to practice, and or not practice, it is well-developed, but to put her skills uh, to this plow and flesh out for us how we are going to accomplish that. So in the next week or so, next couple of weeks, we'll be rolling that out and how you can take part. Uh, We believe that as we see this nation with kingdom marriage, prayers for kingdom marriage, prayer precedes everything, as we do when the rain comes down from heaven and the Spirit of God is poured out, that kingdom marriages will come up out of the earth by way of opportunities for us to continue to declare and support husbands and wives. So keep praying for Jumping for Joy. Those of you that are supporting and sharing in that, we appreciate it so much. Oh, my gosh, it's just amazing. And then another exciting thing happening, many of you have been praying and have told me in text messages, talking to you by phone, email, have talked about how this message, these messages, the kingdom message needs to get out everywhere and to every Christian near and far off, this word needs to go forth that we can break some yokes in marriage. And so we've been praying about how to do that. Every time we've done a teaching on Wednesday night, one of the things that we get the benefit of is a report. And on that report, it tells us 
I don't, I don't necessarily see names, but I see numbers. And sometimes names, but mostly it's numbers. But the number that I most watch is how long people stay on the call. And I can tell you, since we started teaching um, and taking deeper dives into things, people stay on the call from beginning until I say the end or bye, see you later. People are on the call. And that lets me know the value of what we are putting out there each Wednesday, huge value. And those that have been on the call faithfully have testified to the benefits of the change in thinking in their own relationships. And so what we're going to do, I want to add more teaching opportunities. And so what we're going to do this past Saturday, um, I practiced and played with Zoom with a few of you on the line just to familiarize myself. And those of you that were on that call, I just was beside myself, tickled pink, because for, for once in a long time I was with people face-to-face interacting. And I tell you what, uh, it just did something in me to be there on Zoom, face-to-face, interacting with people uh, in real time. And so the first uh, thing that we will do, is on May 7th through 10th. That's four nights, three nights, four nights, 9 to 10 p.m. We are going to break this thing called connecting down. I've been talking about, and tonight I'm going to finish up talking about the, the, one of the, the, about the foundation uh, of, of communication systems and why they don't work. But on May 7th, I'm going to give more detail about connecting and how you can begin to get involved and engage at a different level with different skills. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited about it. I am so excited about it. I mean, I just can't tell you I'm beside myself excited. So if that's something that you're interested in taking part of, if you'll go to my website, it has been revamped, and it's more my last name, onrelationships.com. So go there and avail yourself of that. Love to meet you face-to-face, take part, have some discussion, Q&A, and just talk more about the things that will bring about breakthrough in your lives and your relationships. And then on that note, Wednesday, what I'm going to do is we will continue to pray, and I'll do a brief teaching, uh, but it won't be the length of teaching that I will do on the Zoom and on those, uh, on those uh, short courses, one-nighters, and the challenges I put out there on Zoom. But Wednesday we will pray. We will try to go back to keeping it to 9.30. Probably won't happen tonight. If you need to jump off, that's cool. You're not offending me. Jump off. Do what you got to do. Handle your business. But in the future, as we go forward, we're going to continue to to bring those back into the 9 to uh, 9.30 time slot. And I think that's about it. Did I get everything, Amy? Well, if Amy's there, she can hear herself. We can't hear her. But I think I got Yes, yeah, you did. You, I did get did. everything. You got you did get everything. If you've never been on the website, it's more as an M-O-O-R-E, more on relationships. Amen. And so we try to make it cleaner, clearer, crisper, uh, and we're getting there. And so, hey, we just appreciate you taking the journey with us. 
when you get to the website, if you didn't already join the journey, you need to do that. And if you do that tonight, then we will send you the PDF Marriage Manifesto. It's about 56 pages and talks about kingdom marriage. Gives mostly some kind of bullet point to, to begin to get some handles on it. Love to send that to you. We want to be in the blessing club. And so we want you to have what we have and then some. And I tell you what, when you see this stuff working in your life, not because you're doing more physical work, but because when you, when you think for a change, your life will change. And so that's what we're about here, changing minds so that we can cooperate and take advantage of the blessings that God has declared belong to us. Well, let's pray and jump into tonight. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. Let every man be a liar. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, for the mind of Christ is in each one of us tonight, God. And I declare that your word is true and, Lord, finds its home in those that call you their own, Father. I thank you and I praise you that your sheep hear your voice and another they will not follow. I pray, Father God, that you make your word clear, plain, and concise that you would deliver your people from every religious mindset, every religious system that has held them hostage and hijacked their will and, Lord, forestalled their blessings, Lord, in their personal lives, in their marriages, families, and everything that pertains to them, O oh God. You said in your word that you give us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And so, Father, tonight we receive it by faith in Jesus' name. We receive the truth of your word. We thank you that we, Lord, represent new wineskins capable of receiving new wine, God. So, Lord, I just declare and I proclaim and decree that every hearer on this line represents a new wineskin, Father. Father, I pray, God, that you would make it uh, easy to receive, Lord, for you said the wisdom from above is easy to receive. It's gentle and it's pure and it works the right positioning of our souls with you, O oh God. So I thank you tonight for what you're doing. I thank you that your anointing is on this call, that your anointing is present with us, that your presence is here honoring your word and confirming your word in the heart of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, last week we talked about the Religious Systems Communication Program. And that in the religion, there, there, are many, there are many programs, many training programs uh, in the religious system. And we were talking about the one, uh, the religious training program on marriage, specifically communication. And if you want to get that message, because I'm not going to go all over that for sake of time, you can go to Spotify or iTunes. And in the search bar, you have to download the app if you don't have it. And then you just type in marriage reform with Kim Moore, and I believe it's uh, number 96. You can pick that up and just get a thumbnail of what I talked about um, with regard to systems, the religious system in communication. I'm going to expose that a little bit more tonight by talking about the foundation of that system in a little bit more detail and why it doesn't work for most of us. So what I said is, I think I put about out a Facebook post, the number one reason communication training as a solution to marital, marital discord doesn't work for most of us. 
I would say it doesn't work for 90% of us. Well, okay, that's, that's, maybe that's high. It doesn't work for 80% of us. But anything over 50% understand it's a problem. And so we have to reexamine those things that are not producing the fruit that we pray for and God has promised us so that we can be properly aligned in the proper system to take advantage of what that system offers. And so tonight, and as begin last week, I talked about that the religious system is based on, uh, in communication, is based on uh, differences and the, uh, uh, mm, the kingdom system is based on common ground or connection. So let me just talk a little bit about foundation so we're all on the same page here. A foundation is a structure. It's a substructure. It's the flooring. It's the basis on which everything else is built. It's the introduction. It's, it, it's the introduction of a thing. It's the it's the um, it's the it's the beginning of a thing. It's how a thing starts. It's where it starts. It's how everything else is developed from. And so, in the communi- in the um, in the uh, in the um, excuse me, in the religious system, the foundation, as I said, is differences. And we're going to talk about differences and division in a minute. But first, I want to just read a couple scriptures on the importance of foundation. Matthew seven twenty four through twenty six says this: Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. So those of us that love God, know God, and have built a foundation and a lifestyle on the word of God, we ought to look different and experience and respond to what is happening with COVID and, and the shut-in. We should be responding differently. We should look different than those that do not know God and his son, Jesus Christ, because our foundation is firm. It's fixed and steadfast, unmovable and it's unshakable. And so while we may be experiencing some of the same things as others, for instance, loss of job or you know, affecting our income or our ability to pay bills, our response should be different. Our response should be based on the word of God, the foundation of what says the righteous have never been forsaken, nor has their seed been found begging bread. And so we are on that righteous foundation, and our righteousness is in Christ. Our response should look different because of the foundation of our lives and how we've chosen to live our lives. Verse 26, but everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And it goes on to say, when the rain and the winds came, he was blown away, unable to stand, unable to to make it because the foundation could not hold uh, what came at him or her. And so it's real important when I think of the religious system and the kingdom system, the religious system in marriage uh, is based on 
a foundation of sand, and I'll tell you why, and the kingdom foundation is built on a rock. So the takeaway we got to have here is that there are good foundations and poor foundations, and religious foundations all uh, attempt to mimic and imitate kingdom foundations, but when rain, wind, storms, and all that come, it is revealed that the poor foundations are not able to weather those particular storms. Foundation, Psalm 18:15. Then with his mighty roar, he laid bare the foundations of the earth, uncovering the secret source of the sea, the hidden depths of the land, and the sea were exposed by the hurricane blast of his breath. So again, the foundations of our lives are being laid bare by the hurricanes, the winds, the adversities, and the things that come at us expose the foundation, whether it is of God or whether it is of not. And so in marriage, if we are taking part in a system that continues to produce inedible fruit, then we have to understand the foundation is not strong enough to support what we're trying to put on it. Psalm 1831, could there be any other God like you? You are the only God to be worshipped, for there is not a more secure foundation to build my life upon than you. Psalms 82.5, but you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundations of society are shaken to the core. Right now, religious foundations, religious thinking, the spirit, uh, the religious spirit is being exposed because we're not able to do as we would normally do, and so it is revealing to us whether our attachment and affiliation is with God, the king, and his kingdom, or our affiliation is with our church, our denomination, and the systems that we have used to manage the people. And then Ephesians 1.22, says, And now there is nothing between you and your Father, God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. If indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow on. So foundations are for the purpose of growing on. Never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you believed in. And this is the glorious news I preach all over the world. And lastly, let me give you one other scripture, 2 Corinthians 3.11. For no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Jesus Christ. So what is another foundation other than Christ? Well, you have to understand that Christ came to reconcile, reconnect the world to his Father, and that's in 2 Corinthians 5, that God was in Christ reconciling, reconnecting, reattaching us to the Father. So the foundational principle, the foundation, the crux, the purpose that Jesus came was to reconnect us to the Father that we might experience kingdom here on earth. The foundation of the kingdom is Christ, and Christ is about connection. The whole Bible is about connection. The 
foundation of the religious system is about communication. It's a nice imitation. It's just not the real thing. We'll see as we go further. As I said, the foundation of of the communication systems training program is different. It's built on difference. Difference means discrepancy, disparity, dissimilarity. It, it, it's an observable and perceivable unlikeness, a variation, division, or diversity. Difference refers to the lack of common identity or degree or a degree of unlikeness between things. Let me read that again. Difference refers to the lack of a common identity. So in the religious system, the identity of male and female trumps our identity as Christian and as Christ's own. So there's a difference. Difference refers to the lack of a common identity or a degree of unlikeness. So the religious system on communication is exalts your differences as male or female. In the kingdom, it exalts your commonality in Christ. Division is the act. Division is the act of separating something into its parts, or it is the process of being separated for some purpose. So why would God want a husband and wife to be separated or divided? For a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if we start with division, please understand, we're starting and emphasizing and focusing on a house divided. Let me give you some practical examples of why the religious system on communication doesn't work. Here's some, and you might resonate with it. Some of these you might relate to and some of them you may not relate to. Think about, so again, the religious system is based on our differences and the stereotypical differences. So what happens, so typically women multitask and men can only handle one thing at a time. Women over-talk, men under-talk. This is the religious system. Men have a high sex drive, women have a headache. Women, their external beauty is important. Men's intellect is important. Men are breadwinners. This is the religious system. Men are breadwinners. Mm. Women are homemakers. Women are more organized. Men are messy. Men need a lot of alone time. Women need a lot of people time. Listen, there's nothing inherently wrong, right or wrong, with any of those. They may be true in some of your relationships, and some of you, you know, who more closely reflect your, the, your gender stereotype and your gender needs, the communication system, it may work for you, and it may work really well. But please understand, it doesn't work for everyone. The problem is when a, when a husband or wife doesn't fit their gender stereotype, or need, or need, and the communication skills uh, is based on these differences. So the training is based on differences that these husbands and wives don't display. So 
how does a wife, here's some questions for you to think about. How does a wife communicate with a husband that has a lower sex drive? She has the higher sex drive. How does that work? How do you communicate that? How do you train in that situation? How does a husband communicate with a wife who is a breadwinner or the provider? All of the nice, neat, tidy scriptures that we use in the religious system, they don't work for this couple. And then how does a wife relate to a husband that's a multitasker? And she can only do one thing at a time. How does the training in the religious system address that scenario? It doesn't. Because remember, a system is a set, uh, a set sequence, set of rules um, uh, and, and, and procedures that are carried out over and over again. That's what makes it a system. And the religious system does not have an app for the person that doesn't fit the system. So when you teach the system, the communication system, the religious communication system to this group of people that don't fit the mold, then you have a problem. How does a husband relate to a wife who needs more, more alone time, and how does a wife relate to a husband that needs all his people time? And how can a husband or wife feel confident in their relationship with their spouse when they don't fit the stereotype? And the answer to their conflict in a large way is geared to how they are as men and women and the communication training programs address themselves to males and females, not to the kingdom citizen. See, in the kingdom, God is concerned about who you are as a kingdom citizen, and then he puts that kingdom citizen into a human body called male or female. It's a whole nother level of relating to each other. Listen, you may not want to hear this or even admit this, but the reality is that some husbands are betas and some wives are alpha. And I don't mean that disingenuously. I don't mean that to, as a put down. I'm just saying that the makeup of some men, and we can attribute that to you know, we're all going bad, we can attribute that to sin, or we can contribute to that to God working all things together for for the good of them that love him and taking what we offer him and making the most of it as we participate with him. The problem in the religious system, we make, want to make all husbands the same and we want to make all wives the same. And so if a husband's not doing what a, wife, a husband is supposed to do, somehow he's less than, doesn't measure up, and the same for the wife. The religious communication system does not have the ability. It, doesn't, it, is, it is not adaptable. It is rigid. And so many husbands and wives who don't fit the system, don't fit the stereotype, become discouraged and condemned. And guess what? Most of them don't know anything else, and neither do many of us teaching anything else. So this isn't condemnation. This is reality. We have to face the truth if we're going to be delivered from a lie, because the truth is the only thing that will deliver us from a lie. And so this is not against any one pastor, any one author, any one husband or wife. This isn't about discouragement and condemnation. It's about elevating the people of God to see 
from God's perspective, and he, his perspective, he always views things from the kingdom and through the eyes of the king, who is Jesus Christ. The religious system views things through man's mind, man's eyes, and man's intellect in an attempt to imitate the kingdom. Wow, I just gave you all a mouthful. A mouthful. Listen, differences are very useful when they're built on the proper foundation, which is common ground. He said it again. Differences are useful. We need them. They are helpful when they're built on the proper foundation of common ground. I, I have a lot to say about that, and that's what we'll be talking about on May 7th. You need to go to my website if that's something you're interested in, moreonrelationships.com. I tell you what, if you are resonating with anything that I'm saying, you need to hop on over there and figure out how to take part because I am full, and I'm telling you what, I'm just excited. I can't wait to see what God does with us who take this journey together. But let me read a few scriptures about what the Bible says about division and oneness. Because I don't want you just to think this is my opinion here. So listen, before I read these scriptures, remember, division is the act of separating something into its parts, the process of being separated. In math, division is about separating uh, one thing from another. So when we're talking about differences, built into that is division. So here's a couple scriptures. 1 Corinthians 3.3. 3. I have fed you with milk and not with solid food. For to this day, you were not able to endure it, nor are you able now. For you are still worldly. See, many of us are still stuck in a worldly system doing the same things over and over again, reading the same books, going to the same training, listening to the same people, expecting a different outcome. And so then Paul goes on and says this, since there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, you are you not worldly and behaving as mere men? Listen, we are spirit beings. We are speaking spirits that are human beings second who've been given a body as a male or a female third, and we are husband and wife fourth. The religious system starts with what? You are the least of you. And I know it's the least of you. Your physical being is the least of you because in Christ there's no male or female, and in heaven none will be given to marriage. So who you are physically is the least of you. And yet the religious system is predicated and built on the least of you. The kingdom is built on the most of you, which is your spirit. For while one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not worldly? Obviously, we're not talking about two men here, and this is not an advocation, uh, advocating uh, gay marriage. But what it is saying, if you can pull the truth out of what's being said here, is that division is not a good thing. In the kingdom, uh, in the kingdom, there is no division. In the world, you will have division. In the true kingdom, in the true bride, in the true Christ, there is no division. I'll show it to you in Scripture. 
Let me read this one, 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen. Speaking concerning coming together for the Lord's Supper now. Now, the Lord's Supper is a major thing in the body of Christ, for as often as we do it, we're doing it in remembrance of him. And when we do it, all that is contained in the body of blood in Christ becomes activated in us. So, my God, as often as you take communion, what the, the body and the blood of Christ is activated in these mortal beings that is the least of us so that the most of us can come out, show out, and grow out and declare the kingdom of God. And so Paul says this in verse 17 through 19, 1 Corinthians 11. Now what I have to say to you, I do not praise you. You have come together not for the better but for the worse. First of all, when you come together as a church, now, husband and wife are this first church, probably in the smallest church. So they're a church. So when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. And then he goes on to say, for there must also be factions among you so that those who are genuine may become evident among you. And the genuine are the peacemakers. Difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. A peacemaker will have the hard discussions, will confront, will go to war to get peace. A peacekeeper will avoid war at all costs. God has called us to be peacemakers. And so there are times where, yes, we do have to confront. We do have to, you know, to speak to one another and share our hearts and the truth as we understand it. And God has ways and, and helps us to be able to do that in a gracious way, that our words are full of grace and yet seasoned with salt. And then Philippians 2, 1 through 3 says, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any compassion and mercy, then fulfill my joy and be like-minded, having the same love, oh, my gosh, you mean love just isn't the responsibility of the husbands as we so carefully and repeatedly quoted in Ephesians 5? You mean every kingdom citizen is supposed to have the same love? Yep. Being in unity with one mind. Let nothing be done out of strife or conceit, but in humility let each esteem the other better than himself. So here he's talking about common ground. He's talking about being like-minded. He's talking about having the same love. He's talking about two units forming a unity around the same mind, which is the mind of Christ. Acts 2.46, and continuing daily with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Romans 12.16, be of the same mind toward one another. It doesn't say be of your male mind or be of your female mind. It said be of one mind, the same mind. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not pretend to be wiser than you are. Now, last time I checked my Bible, there was not one mind for men and one mind for women. There is a kingdom mindset, and Paul says it very very clearly, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. What mind was in Christ Jesus? The divine mind, the mind of God was in Jesus Christ. The nature 
the DNA of God was in Christ. That's the mind that you and I, men and women, husbands and wives, are supposed to be operating from. The Bible says we're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. It's not us. It's not your maleness or femaleness that it is Christ in us. And this life we now live, as men and women, husbands and wives, we live toward, in surrender, in submission to the one mind that is Christ. Listen, there's not a separate gospel for men and a separate gospel for women. We've got to get that out of our head. There's the kingdom. There's the gospel of the kingdom. And in that gospel is to male and female. How do we know? Because the Bible says in John, as many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become the sons of God. We are kings and priests according to Revelation 1 and 5. It, it, it's not a gender thing. It's an authority and a position that God has given us with Christ as joint heirs and co-laborers. And then Deuteronomy 6, I love this verse, and, and this is just a, a pretty way just to, 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 to say this to you, is in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, hear, O Israel, the Lord is, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Let me help you. It doesn't say the Lord is male. It doesn't say the Lord is female. The Lord is one. The Spirit of God is one. Now, obviously, we know Jesus Christ is male, and he is our Lord. God, the Spirit of God, is one. The Spirit of God in Christ Jesus is neither male nor female, even though Christ was male. Christ said, I only do what I see my father do. He didn't say, I only do what my maleness dictates. I only do what my femaleness dictates. What I hear my father say, I say it. What I see my father do, I do it. The father, the spirit of God is neither male nor female. And so it says this, hero Israel, hero church, hero husband and wife, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Listen, let me be clear for the, the, the skeptics on the line or those that may listen by replay and think I have gone bonkers and lost my cotton-picking mind, as some people would say. Let me be real clear. Differences between men and women are inherent, they are good, they are healthy, and they are pleasing to God who created each one to be male or female. Division is necessary to distinguish what is of God, as we read in Corinthians, and what is of God and what is not. And division is also necessary to engage the labor that God has assigned each couple. So I'm not against division. I'm not against differences. They're wonderful. They're great. Celebrate. We should celebrate maleness, celebrate manhood. We need to celebrate femaleness and womanhood. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. But I'll tell you what, where we've got it wrong 
is we've celebrated our gender above who we are as kingdom citizens. And it's in our kingdom citizenship that we will find common ground. And when we become so proficient in the, in the kingdom citizens, in the kingdom system as citizens celebrating and affirming our common identity in Christ, oh, my God, then our differences and the divisions that are necessary It'll be like on steroids because they will be on a foundation of common identity, common values, and, and a connectedness that enables us to soar that you'll never be able to soar standing on sand. You'll never be able to build on sand. So as long as you're committed to the religious system and the communication tra- training program in the religious system, Please understand, it is not designed for you to succeed as a husband and wife. Let me say that again. It's not designed for you to succeed. It's designed for men to emulate God. It's designed for men to control, to hijack your will, your gender, for its use rather than the kingdom use. And so... That's about all I really want to say on that. Because if you don't come to the place that your best efforts in the wrong system will never produce what God desires for you, then I'm just not sure where we go from here. And if you are not tired, if you're not tired, of doing the same thing over and over, if you're not tired of hearing the same old messages on marriage, then this really probably isn't for you. But if you believe that God has initiated a divine reset in our nation, in our economy, in our churches, please understand, if you believe all that, then you inherently believe that God has instituted, initiated a divine reset in marriage. Why? Because marriage is the smallest uh, unity that two fully functioning units called male and female can form. And everything that we've talked about, everything for every divine reset, whether it's the economy, whether it's the church, whether it's your business, Every one of them is based on the smallest unit of unities, and that's marriage and then family. And so we cannot, it is, it is, it, it, you cannot believe that God has instituted a divine reset in our nation and think that he has left marriage out of this divine reset. He hasn't. And he is downloading like crazy because he wants to deliver people from the religious system in marriage to a kingdom mindset in marriage so that we can operate on all cylinders so that what's really important and what really matters rises to the surface in your marriage and that you would no longer be hindered from fulfilling the call of God on your life as an individual and as a couple, listen, our marriages may look different, but it must be the self-same spirit working all in all. And when we begin to, when you get out of the, here's what happens when you get out of the religious system. 
It doesn't matter whether your spouse fits the stereotype or not because what matters is your ability to connect, find common ground and connect because in that connection, your spouse will get what they need as you become who God would have you to be. So I say it like this, and I'm not the person who said it like this. I just don't remember who did say it like this, and that's it. When you love God first, you will love, when you love God first, you will love your spouse the best. So when you change, everything in relationship will change with you. A lady I was talking to yesterday or the other day, might have been Amy, and she said to me, she said, you know, Kim, one of the, the unique things about what you do is, you know, I don't feel like when I get off the phone or whatever, I've got to do this massive physical overhaul exercise. It's, it's, it's not like that. It's like you introduce a thought, and when I embrace and sit with and meditate or digest that thought, then I am motivated or moved to do something else. And that's the way the kingdom works. The kingdom never starts with your behavior. It always starts inside of you, and God knows he can't, he can't motivate you without giving you a desire to do what pleases him. That's Philippians 2.13. So if you don't have a desire to behave in a certain way, please understand, you may try it. You may, you may keep doing it. But until a desire is birthed in you, you will not be able to sustain it. And that's the problem with the religious system. It gives you a set of behaviors and a set of rules that for many of us, the desire has never been birthed into in us because the desire comes from the king of the kingdom. And a religious system won't give you a desire. It will give you behaviors and rules and forms and all that to follow. So in the name of Jesus, Father God, I thank you tonight. And, Lord, I come against every religious system in marriage, God. Father God, I take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and I declare that your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it divides and separates the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and distinguishes the thoughts and the intent of the heart, God. Father, I know that in doing this, you're not trying to destroy your people, that you're trying to deliver your people, God, from those thoughts that are contrary to your word and to your kingdom, Father. So, Father God, I prophesy tonight in Jesus' name that the ones that hear this word by replay or even now, God, that will take these words into their bosom, God, that, Lord, as they go to bed tonight, God, that you would even would speak to their spirit, Lord, and their soul when they're at rest, God. And, Lord, just cause this word, God, just to, to simmer in their souls, God. I pray, God, that you would flood them with desire and a hunger, God, for your word to become manifest in their lives, Father. Lord, I pray, God, for the word that is easy, the wisdom that is easy to receive and easy to perform because it is you at work in them doing your will and your good pleasure with their availability and their cooperation. So, Father, I thank you tonight, God. I thank you for the skeptic tonight, God. I thank you for the one God that says the old wine is better, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, that you would bless them, that you would keep them, and that, Father God, at your appointed time, God, you will do whatever you want to do in their life, God, but keep them close to your bosom, Father God. 
I know that you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent, God. I thank you and I praise you that one of the ways you work is to offend the mind, to open the heart. And so, Father God, I pray and I thank you tonight. It's not my desire to offend the mind. It is my desire that you would speak to the heart of your people. So I pray for the skeptic tonight, God, the one that Lord already knows, has read the books, or she already thinks she has all the answers, God, because she's not looking for one. Lord, I thank you, Lord, and I bless you for them, Lord. Lord, I speak peace to them in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you that your kingdom has come and your will is being done. I thank you, God, for all the ears and the hearts that you've given for this message, God. Now multiply yourself in us, God, and cause us to grow and go and expand your kingdom, God, for your kingdom is always multiplying. It's always growing and multiplying and expanding, God. And, Lord, cause these on this line to take territory like never before, God. Draw your people to yourself, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over them tonight, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the divine restraining order that has been issued on this call a number of times, Lord. And, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would stay the hand of the adversary, God, that your people might contemplate your word and it might not be stolen from them, Father, that they might plant their feet on solid ground tonight, a firm foundation, that they will become fixed and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that the king has come and the king is in us. And, Lord, we receive him tonight, God. We bow down and worship you, Jesus. We lift up your name. We say be glorified in us, O God. Hallelujah. We bless you tonight, God. We worship you in spirit and in truth tonight, God. We say, yea, God, go forth, O Spirit of God. Set your people's hearts on fire. Flow, spirit, flow. Oh, God, flood this nation with kingdom marriages, God. Cause them to light up all over this nation, God. Cause them to be magnets, God, and attract more of the lost to yourself, oh, God. Lord, I thank you that they figure prominently, God, in this end time, Father God. Lord, I thank you that I see eyes opened and ears unstopped, God. I see the lame men walking, God, and the lame women walking, God. Lame husbands and wives, God. We strengthen their feeble knees right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you according to Isaiah 35. You said that if I speak to the feeble knees, God, if I speak to the lame, then you will open their eyes, God, that you would remove the foreskin, God. Now take out the stony hearts and place within them heart of flesh, God that are responsive to your will and your word. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you that the blessing tonight is upon your people for the hearer and the obeyer of your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Wow, praise God. Amazing. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I tell you when I share, I sense the presence of God. Can you imagine a nation of husbands and wives that are delivered from the religious mentality in marriage. Oh, my God. You know, I, I mean, there's so many phrases and jargon that you can identify uh, in a, a religious system. And maybe that would be a great, great contest one day, Amy, is if we could make a list of all the, the, the phrases that are akin to the religious system in marriage and begin to expose just the thinking uh, of the religious, the presence of the religious. And we all have to be delivered. And some of us still, you know, you, you, if the Lord says get out of this puddle of water, 
you know, you're out of the water, but you might have some residue of the water on you. You might have some residue of the water on you. And so, you know, sometimes even though we may get out of a particular system, even as we got out of the world and we're into the kingdom, many of you are finding you've got some residue on you. And that's not to condemn you. Look, we're all in the growth process, and if we're not growing, we're dying. And so I just thank you so much for just taking part in this process. I hope you'll join the journey. I hope you'll join me on May 7th. I'm excited about what God is doing. We are going to keep pressing forward. We are marching, and we are declaring kingdom marriage. And I tell you what, you cannot be in my presence for any length of time and not change, not because of me, but because the truth set people free period. And so we're committed to giving you the truth. Amy, I don't know if I missed anything or need to repeat anything or uh, I know I need to give the replay number and uh, I know you'll be able to catch this on Spotify in about an hour. I'll upload it to Spotify. It'll be reference number 97. And then if you're going to replay by phone, it is 605-475-4980. The access code is 341-000-POUND, and the reference number is 97-POUND. Listen, if this message resonated with you, I am asking you to please share it with someone that you know needs to hear it, someone who's about to give up, someone who is desperate, someone that needs to know that there is bread in Bethlehem and it's not stale. There's fresh bread in Bethlehem. There's always bread in God's house. And so let somebody know. You know, you can go on my Facebook page at Kim Moore and leave a comment under the post about this prayer tonight. Say something about it. You know, if you're receiving, then we have a responsibility to give. And I ask you to give by sharing it with people you love and the people you care about and let them know there's fresh bread in Bethlehem and you want to bless them by sharing it with them. And then go to my website, More on Relationship, M-O-O-R-E, on relationships.com. If you haven't signed up to join the journey, do that. And I will send you Marriage Manifesto, the ebook, And then check out uh, the connecting Uh, The connecting, it's Marriage 180, Marriage 180, and the topic on May 7th will be connecting four days, four hours. I can tell you it's going to be an amazing experience, and you will get a whole lot for your time and your money. So I encourage you to take part. Go. Do it now. I love you. (laughs) Amy, did I forget anything? I didn't get your proverbial wrap it up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would say for anybody that um, has not used Zoom before, it's basically a platform where you can jump on a call and it's a video call. So if you haven't already, go ahead and check out Zoom. It's an app. It's Z-O-O-M. So you can download Zoom and, and play with it and get familiar with it. And I'm sure we will... Um, have a Zoom um, call at some point soon um, along with this call that we always have on Wednesday evening. But we would love to see your faces and um, just for all of us to be able to see one another. So 
If you haven't already, just download Zoom so you can um, just get familiar with it. It's another way to connect. You know, the nice part about Zoom, too, is that you're in your house or wherever you are, and let's say you want to show your face for a while, but, you know, you get ready, you want to do listening and all that, but you've got something else going on, you don't want people seeing you or whatever. You can, there's a feature where you can, you know, just put a, a picture of yourself up there. You're still there, but you can communicate. I say that because I know some of, some of you here are real private and all that other stuff, but hopefully as we go through this journey, you'll show up and show up as you are and not how you want. Uh, and it just show up as you are. Oh, also, if you if you register for the May seventh, um, as part of that, I will send you uh, my PDF masquerading in marriage. It's a short PDF, um, and uh, be real interesting. Real interesting. Yep. All right, Ames. Well, I'm done. <laughs> I we kept yep, it under an hour. I got it all. If you guys have questions, you can always uh, message me on Facebook. You can email me at Kim at my last name, more, M-O-O-R-E, on relationships.com. You can text me. Uh, hey, remember, go to Facebook or your social media. Say something about this call tonight. That's all I'm asking you to do. And then go to the website. Sign up. I want to see your face because we've got to change this thing around in Jesus' name, and we're going to do it together. God bless you, and we will see you on the call next week.